Hi, I'm Benny Salvador. I'm here to chat about my new release on Auntie Records, Napoleon Rass. Great to have you back on the show, Benny. Last time we had you on was March last year, uh, after you released Family Fruit. How long after that release was it that you started working on Napoleon Rass? I would have probably finished Family Fruit around March and, um, you know, started it maybe um, like July, June, July. And then, yeah, yeah, went to Aitutaki with my mum, started June, and we got COVID, but it was the best trip ever. <laughs> and had the most lovely time. And I got super inspired over there, listening to all of the, like, party drum sort of groups and going for snorkeling missions and all of that. And I sort of wanted to make some sort of underwater, underwater techno, sort of with that South Pacific feeling. So I sort of tried to synthesize um, really short decayed sort of FM drum sounds so that they sound like the like sort of wooden woodblock sort of percussion. Yeah, sort of tried to synthesize that using my like electron gear. What do you think are some of the key differences in the way the shorter releases that you've put out, like this one, come together in comparison to a full length like you did on Family Fruit? I guess it's probably a quicker process because I find it easy to finish like a track or two in a, you know, in a pretty short period of time, but um, I feel like getting a cohesive sound was, and that, that last record with a lot of editing, editing um, takes of my uncles or whoever got to play or my, my own sort of jamming. So it was just a lot more editing, whereas this, this EP of which was more just drum machines. It was usually just one take with recording multiple machines at once and then maybe a little bit of mixing, but it was just a little bit less involved, I guess. Run me through what your studio looks like. What equipment are you using and what were you excited about working with on Napoleon Rass? Um, so I, I work out in my mum and dad's uh, basement, <laughs> the downstairs little space that's got like a, a wall of me and my dad's records and then little turntable set up so I can mix and stuff and then um, the rest of it's just got, I've got like a, a Yamaha DX7, um, one of those Behringer MS1, the one of those new re-release, um, old 404, some of those Make Noise Ocos, which was producing a lot of those sort of, uh, yeah, all of the party drum sort of sounds. And then just sequencing that with the Make Noise O control and then running it through the 404 and some other effects and you know I run mainly a lot of sometimes on the NPC with some stuff but I run an NPC in Excel but the rest of the time it's all uh, I've become a bit of an Electron fanboy over the last little while um, slowly slowly I've got the analog rhythm and the syntax and I've been using that as a combo and it's been really fun When you're creating music, do you try and focus on a specific idea for inspiration and what do you do to help channel that? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty loose with it really, but I tend to get bored quite a lot if I'm working on the same stuff for ages. Like that family fruit record took me longer than it should have because I would put it down for months and then come back to it later. Or... But I get a lot of the inspiration just from missions around yeah, road trips or, or just walking the dogs around home. 
I'm pretty, I'm pretty relaxed with it, but I, I do tend to try and make stuff, different stuff all the time, just to keep it fun. Talk to me about Auntie Records. How did that start and, and how has it evolved over the years? I, I never really thought about running a record label, really. But um, then my uncle Ricky just sort of kept on sort of telling me that I should just start a record label and just put all my stuff out in one place. Because I feel like we're just, we were just in a stage, you know, and I'm just sort of constantly making lots of stuff. Yeah, I'm not very good at networking it out to people. I mean, I've got lots of friends that would stuff out, but it's quite easy to just um, make a collage. And I'm quite into the collage buzz and the name of Auntie Records just made sense because actually a bit bad it's the, the i always would call my bong auntie so i mean i was also i was well everyone loves your auntie you know um you know everyone has an auntie that they love and i've got so many aunties that i love so i just thought it was a good name for a record label <laughs> but yeah it was mainly named after my bong napoleon rass it's the name of the ep and also the opening track on the record Talk me through the name and how it ended up as the first track on the EP. So the Napoleon Rass uh, was a fish that I went, I spotted when I was in Aitutaki snorkeling and I'm, um, I got pretty frightened. I'm, to be honest, I'm not the best swimmer. Like, I'm a good swimmer. I can float and swim more good. I can stay, but breathing while underwater just stressed me out a little bit. I've never really been that good at it. So, um, <laughs> but we were swimming and uh, there's these crazy... Huge. It's probably the size of a, like a baby cow or something, but it's a Napoleon Rass. If you Google it, you'll find an image of the Napoleon humphead Rass. But um, I just remember s- staring at it under the water for about a minute. We just sort of looked at each other, and I stayed still. And all of a sudden, I could sort of breathe because I was so uh, bothered, by, like worried about spooking the fish, that I just sort of relaxed. And all of a sudden, the snorkeling wasn't stressing me out. And so I think that was where I was like, oh. And so I was trying to go for that sort of Drixia, sort of inspired by all that Drixia sort of underwater soundscape dance music vibe. But then, yeah, trying to add in that really decayed sort of party drum rhythm.
that was the first one I made for the for the EP. It was um, so the the log drum sound that was created from this uh, O Coast by Make Noise, and I was running it through like a really sort of short envelope, sort of filtery thing that made it so decayed and sort of quite short. But yeah, I was sort of using that for the drums and sort of sequencing it on like an eight bar sort of little analog sequencer. So you can get interesting rhythms that way. And then I sort of sampled that and then messed around with it in Ableton. And I just sort of had that, and then I ended up sampling um, the intro for Family Fruit as the vibraphones that sort of comes in to, to the track. And then um, that uh, the, the chords came from my um, like an old iPad Mini that my dad bought me when I was like eight, and I found it when I was cleaning out the house, like when I was just finishing up the track. And I was like, I need something. Yeah, found this old iPad with. The Chaosolator, you know the old Chaosolator app? Um, and I found like this chord, uh, chord machine and I sort of put them on through that. <laughs> so it's just sort of funny finding an old iPad running it through a 404.
was the day that um, Freddy Krueger, Rita Steer, passed away, and I saw, and I really liked a lot of those edit records that he made. And um, he did this track called Serious Drug by Wild Cookie, and um, yeah, it's sort of like a sorcery, but it's, yeah, it's a beautiful song. I've always loved the vocal in that track, and I just sort of came back to that tune. I was like, oh, I sort of need to touch this. I really, I really love that tune. It's sort of talking about all of the different artists that took <laughs> that took too much cocaine. Uh, so I don't know, I was just sort of, I thought it'd be interesting to sort of rub it into a, a dance music sort of vibe. Um, also trying to like do like a new wave sort of bassline sort of riff. <laughs> sort of like trying to merge the juke and the new wave. <laughs> <laughs>